Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Hello, welcome everybody to the True Wealth Investors Podcast. I'm Chad Harris. And today I am following up from episode 49, where I talked about the Burr strategy. And I had promised then that I was going to cover some deals that I've done using this strategy, which is probably two thirds of my portfolio. But before we get into the specific deals, since all of these numbers are based on cash flow today, we're going to cover how you figure cash flow on a rental property. So hope it helps. All right. So today we are talking about how to figure cash flow on a rental property. So I am using a spreadsheet that's an, called an APOD or the acronym APOD, uh, which is the annual, the acronym stands for the annual property operating data. So this is a spreadsheet that I use personally to figure the numbers on a rental property. It's also a spreadsheet that I use with lenders when I am presenting to them the opportunity to lend on one of my properties. So first we're gonna enter the rent, the what the monthly rent is, and the spreadsheet then is going to figure that annually. So for this example, the monthly rent is 1200 a month. Uh, this is a three bed, two bath home in Dayton. And so annually, the rents will be 14,400. I'm gonna take out some of that for vacancy and loss. So we have to figure at some point, somebody's not gonna pay rent or there's gonna be a break between somebody moving out and somebody moving back in. Um, for this example, we're using 5%. <clears throat> now, in reality, most of my uh, investing career, most years, we don't have any vacancy and loss because there are enough pet fees or pet rent, late fees, things like that, that make up for any vacancy or loss in the portfolio as a whole. But that's a side note. For this example, we're using 5% vacancy and loss, which means $720 will be lost. So we can expect to receive $13,680 from this property each year. That number, that projected rent minus vacancy and loss is your gross operating income or your GOI. So that is the expected income you can receive from that property in one year. All right. So that's good just to compare properties. Just, just so you know, ballpark property, gross income compared to the price that's a good figure just for comparing properties. Now to figure out the net income, we're gonna take gross income minus expenses. So our expenses that we're gonna take out are property taxes. Uh, this property was 1,400 per year. Insurance, uh, this one was $50 a month. So that's $600 a year. You're gonna take out management, expenses. For this example, I didn't include management. So that is a personal preference thing. 
unless you're hiring a property manager. If you're hiring a property manager for your rental, obviously you need to include property management in there. If you're managing it yourself, it's kind of your preference whether you want to include it or not. In the beginning, when I first started investing, I didn't include anything for management because it was just my labor. And I was trying to figure out how much actual cash I was going to get from that property. Now, at this point in my career, I do figure money for management because I have staff and uh, software and other things, the overhead as part of that property management. But for this example, we don't have anything figured in there for property management. If we did, a good ballpark figure is 10%. And then we have maintenance listed as an expense. And that, I generally use 10% as well. So it's a good ballpark figure. You know, some years you'll be much lower. Some years, hopefully not, but you could occasionally be higher. But 10% is a good figure to use in <clears throat> just in running the numbers. So our total expenses, according to the spreadsheet, are $3,368. So once we take our gross income, GOI, subtract out our expenses, then that means we can expect to receive from this example property $10,312 per year. So figuring that annually, then we'll divide by 12 to know what our monthly NOI is. So the monthly NOI on this property is $859. All right, so NOI is a really good figure for knowing the return from a property. Some properties will have higher maintenance than others or higher management than others, really. If you have a property in a D area, oh, the numbers are gonna look really good. If you don't account for it being a D area where your maintenance is gonna be sky high and your management will probably cost you an arm and a leg too. Um, so the NOI is how you can compare a property and how it will perform compared to other properties. So if I have a $1,200 or a property in a suburb that is $1,200 a month versus a property in the city that's a double, that gross rents are $1,200 a month, the return on those two properties is gonna vary drastically depending on property taxes because suburbs are higher than the city, than our city, or maintenance. So NOI is a good way to figure those numbers um, so that you can compare deals or compare properties. Now, most of us are not buying all cash. So we can't just use NOI. Eventually we need to look at cash flow. For the cash flow figure, you have to include financing. So we don't include financing in the net income figure because net income compares properties or assets. And a buyer can finance that property a bunch of different ways that doesn't determine how profitable that property is. So NOI reflects how profitable the property is. Cash flow then includes how the buyer would finance that property. 
So in our example, we got a loan, 7% interest, interest only. It was $5.59 a month. So our NOI was $8.59 a month. Our loan or financing for this property is $5.59 a month, which means our cash flow is $300 a month. All right, so that means after all rents are collected, all expenses are paid, and you pay the bank or private lender or whoever financed the deal for you, you will keep $300 a month and should be able to expect that. All right. So that is an APOD or uh, annual property operating data spreadsheet. And so in the coming examples, I'm going to talk about Burr deals and what the cash flow was on those. And I figured we needed to review this first. So if you're looking at buying a rental and considering how profitable it'll be, you need to use a spreadsheet like this to figure out how much money will actually be in your pocket at the end of each month. So I hope that helps and uh, get out there and be looking at deals. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.